0: The Holy Helper, the one who comes alongside uh, the Holy Spirit, and I want to, for you, uh, I want to uh, draw your attention to John chapter 16 and verse number seven. Jesus, and this is the setting is uh, the Last Supper discourse when Jesus was preparing his disciples for when he would leave, uh, and the the. Uh, uh, there will be the coming of the holy spirit and he says this in john 16:7 i tell you nothing but the truth but when i uh, but i say it is profitable good expedient advantageous for you that I go away because if I do not go away the comforter the counselor the helper the advocate the intercessor the strengthener the standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you but if I go away I will send him I will send the Holy Spirit to you to be in close fellowship with you, Jesus in looking into the future. And seeing clearly what the disciples would go through, seeing that they would be persecuted and seeing that they would be scattered throughout the world, said, it is expedient that I go away. It's good for you that I go away. It's profitable that I go away. Because you see, Jesus could only be in one geographical location at one time. But He knew they would be scattered throughout the world. And so He said, I'm going to send the Holy Helper. I'm going to send someone that will be with you and in you. And so in looking down their road, their journey of life He began to tell them to be equipped and prepared for what was ahead, the journey ahead. Um, our home has been a staging area for my daughter and her family for the past three weeks. Um, it's been a real mess um, because she's lived with us for a year while her husband who is in the Air Force um, was deployed in the Middle East. He came home on Friday, they jumped in the car, and they spent three days on the road, and then they spent several days until uh, their household goods arrived at their home. But before that, um, she had she prepared for literally weeks. They picked up her stuff on the 7th, the large things. And so she had to have everything for every day from swimsuits to Sunday go to meet and clothes. She had to have everything ready and prepare the way if you please. Now my wife and I have been literally all over the world. We made many trips. And the best thing that I can do for my wife when she's packing is get out of the way. She usually sends me out to clean up the car or something. But she understands. She's got foresight. And she's got intuition on how to do it just right. Well, Jesus was looking ahead for the disciples. And He wanted them to be equipped and prepared. And He presented the Holy Spirit as an all-purpose provider for all occasions, if you please. Whatever they would encounter, He prepared them by giving them the Holy Spirit. He called the Holy Spirit the advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, and counselor and comforter. And in that capacity, the Holy Spirit would meet every situation, if you please. I have here an all purpose tool. I kind of like it. It's got pliers, it's got cutters, and it's got all kinds of things. Of course, a knife, and it's got screwdrivers, and it's got a saw over here and it's got a measure, I'm telling you it's an all purpose tool for every occasion. Um, I usually carry it in my car but tonight I have it with me if you please. Um, And so it's real handy no matter what comes up. I'm a handy man I like to do things with my hands um, and I've got a tool that will help me to do that. Um, Well Jesus said I'm going to give you uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Helper who will come alongside the paraclete if you please uh, and he will help you in all the situations of life. Someone said everything the Father planned and the Son provided for on Calvary is presented to us by and through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Father planned it, the Son provided it, and the Holy Spirit presented it to us. The Holy Spirit is God's answer from another world for the problems of this world. As Jesus walked with His disciples He covered all of their needs. There was nothing that was not taken care of. He protected them. He provided for them. And in that capacity they were cocooned in the provision of Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit now would cover them as they went out to the world and spread the gospel. The Holy Spirit is God's answer from another world for the problems of this world. The Holy Spirit is a practical person um, who desires um, to direct the power of God into every area of our lives. Um, the Holy Spirit is a person, supernatural person, the third person of the Godhead um, who desires to direct the power of God um, who to direct uh, the, the, the works of Calvary into every area of our lives. Um, and He is now with us Us and in us, if you please. And we need to know that the Holy Spirit is the executor of the will of Jesus. When Jesus left, the Holy Spirit came and he does the will of Jesus if you please. There are two things for certain. Number one, we need the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We need the ministry of the Holy Spirit every day. Number two, the Holy Spirit is available to us. If we ask, Luke eleven thirteen, Jesus said, if we as earthly fathers like to give good gifts to our children, how much more is the heavenly Father willing and desirous of giving the Holy Spirit to us? To those who ask, we need to ask every day for a new, fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that person that can come alongside, meet our needs, and move us on in the things of God. Can I give you a little advice as a senior today? I've been around the block a few more times than most people here, and I've experienced a lot of life. Can I give you a little advice? Don't leave home without the Holy Ghost. Don't leave home without the Holy Ghost. Every morning get a fresh anointing on your life and let the Holy Spirit know that He is welcome to correct you. He is welcome to direct you. He is welcome to provide for you. He is welcome to speak into your life. And then you won't go down dead end streets. You won't go down hurtful streets. But you will be directed and provided for by the third person person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Helper if you please. I want to just highlight the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts and then I'm going to go on to two uh, particular ministries of the Holy Spirit to us. Uh, Jesus, uh, as He looked down from heaven and saw the 120 in Acts chapter 2, um, He saw the 120 gathered there, um, and those that were obedient to Him. You see, Jesus appeared to over 500 people. Um, we don't know how many were there when He made the announcement um, in, in His uh, uh, ascension, uh, but many more people could have been in that upper room. But They had more important things to do. And so they were disobedient to the Lord. But those that were obedient to the Lord uh, He poured out His Spirit in the the upper room on the 120. And the Bible says there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. There were tongues of fire that sat upon each of them. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There was a mighty powerful rushing of the Holy Spirit upon their lives. Um, and they spoke with tongues as the Spirit enabled them, the Bible says in Acts 2, 4. Um, and so the, we have the first miracle of the Holy Spirit, uh, the first uh, miracle of the helper, the holy helper to come. And they spoke with other tongues. Well, what good did that do, you might ask? They spilled out of the upper room um, and they got the attention of the people. People ran together because they heard them speak in their own languages, some 14 languages. And so it got the attention of the people. And so they were very curious as to what was happening. And they were speaking, the Bible says, the wonderful works of God. People came together. I've experienced at least a couple of times just like this because the Holy Spirit still works the same way on occasion. We had to, we've been to Germany three times for ministry for a total of 15 years. And one of those times we had several coffee houses and this coffee house was, at, it was just going gangbusters. I'm telling you we had people save 10, 12 a night. We had deliverances. We had mighty baptisms. And there was a sense of, of, of the divine power and anointing of the Holy Spirit in that place. And several of those young people, a whole bunch of those young people were German young people that came down and got saved and, and delivered and filled with the Spirit and they were from a particular German Lutheran church and the pastor noticed what was happening to these young people they were being changed, revolutionized and so he told me later he said I was sitting on my back porch looking through a blue haze of smoke because he smoked for years and years addicted to it and so he, thought, and he said why don't I go down there and And talk to those people and tell them I want deliverance from cigarettes and and just see what happens. He said, my young people are going down there. I see the difference. Why don't I go down? So he came down. And he's a a big guy, big German guy. And you know in Germany uh, the the pastors are educated beyond their intelligence. They, They have degrees on top of degrees. And they've been in seminary so long. But anyway this man, this big German man, he ordered me to pray for him he's want you to pray for me yeah. lay hands on me and pray so we took him in the prayer room sat him down I had to sit him down I, I didn't want to reach way up here and uh, and and I laid hands on him and I began I prayed for him in German I prayed for him in in English and then I prayed for him in the Holy Ghost I'm telling you we were having a prayer meeting over this guy and uh, and, and he was feeling it and he was reacting to it and he was he, he was just moving under the spirit and Later on, him, he told me him. He said, you 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 were praying in Hebrew. You were praying a psalm in Hebrew. And he quoted me this psalm. Well, I don't speak Hebrew. don't know a thing about it. But he he told me this. And it just shook him. It shook him because here was somebody that was praying under the unction of the Holy Ghost in a language that he understood. And in that context, he became very interested in our work and what we were doing. He Became, he was like the crowd that was coming together on the day of Pentecost. We got his attention. Um, he would take me, um, and, and this man also received the baptism of the Holy Spirit sometime later. Powerful baptism. Uh, he would bring people down there by the droves, um, and they were ministers, um, and they were people in his church, and people that were in high places uh, in the spiritual or, or the religious realm. Um, and he would take me to the uh, uh, to the seminaries. Catholic seminary and the, and the Lutheran seminary. And God did a powerful work. Why? Because He was so impressed because He heard and He was convinced that someone was speaking in tongues that knew nothing about what He was saying, but it was a supernatural move of the Spirit of God. The Holy Helper <laughs> came along and it launched our ministry in ways that we could have never done in any other way. Another instance was where my wife she was praying with a pastor's wife at a at a convention and and, and got the Holy Spirit just to, uh, put brought her up there and instructed her to pray for this particular pastor's wife and she's praying in the Holy Ghost praying not knowing what she prayed. praying in the spirit and this woman who was laying on the floor she got up and she was indignant she said how dare you insinuate such things? Well, the fact is that she was getting a little, we learned this later, getting a little bit too close to another man, to a doctor that they knew. And things were not going good, and not going in a good trend and direction, if you please. And so the Holy Ghost was praying through my wife in Spanish. And so she got up and said, how dare you say those things? And by the look on my wife's face, the next question was do you speak Spanish? I said no I don't speak Spanish I don't know what I was saying and she broke down completely and confessed her sin and they have been on the mission field for years and years and years as a powerful couple for God and so this still happens today I could tell you other instances it still happens today and it was something that the Holy Spirit used the miracle of tongues in order to bring that crowd together well what is the next uh, ministry of the Holy Spirit we see in Acts chapter 2 the Bible tells us um, that they came out of that upper room praising God worshiping God, telling of all His wonderful works. Well, you can't find that in the in, in the Gospels. Did not, nowhere did Peter say, come on uh, disciples, let's get together and have a praise meeting, have a worship meeting. But I want to tell you something. When you get full of the Holy Ghost, it's easy to worship. When you get full of the Spirit of God, it's easy to worship and to praise the Lord. You see, worship is an an overflow of a heart um, that's filled with the Spirit of God. Um, The Bible tells us when the Holy Ghost comes um, He will not speak of Himself um, but He will lift up Jesus. He will lift up Jesus, if you please. Well, the next, and I need to move right along here. The next thing is that the ministry of the Holy Spirit that brought confidence to the uh, to Peter. Peter, the Bible says, denied Christ. He was. What I call the courtyard, um, the coward of the courtyard. um, And in order for him to be the powerful preacher of pentecost, something had to happen. And so the Holy Spirit said, I am going to change him. I'm going to give him confidence, if you please. And the Bible tells us that Peter stepped forward. I want to tell you something. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, you step forward. You step up to the plate. You move forward, not backwards, but forward. And so because the The Holy Ghost had given him confidence, if you please. Changed his heart from fear to faith. He stepped forward and he opened his mouth. And this is what came out of his mouth. He said, I'm no longer a slave to fear. (laughs) I am a child of God. He knew that song 2,000 years before we did. I love that song. I love it. I sing it all the time. It's powerful. It's beautiful. Fourthly, uh, the Holy Spirit looked at Peter and he says, this this, uh, uneducated fisherman, i got to give him some wisdom. And so immediately he received wisdom. And if you'll read the Pentecost sermon, it's a masterpiece of weaving in historical and prophetic facts to prove that Jesus is the Messiah. It's a work of art, if you please, that only the Holy Spirit could do through a yielded vessel. And then the Holy Spirit looked at the crowd, and He said, you know what? He's doing such a good job preaching, but I need to exercise another of one of my ministries, and that's the ministry of conviction. And so the Bible says they were cut to the heart and the Bible listen I want to tell you something when the Holy Spirit convicts them, He does a powerful job they were cut to the heart they were convicted of their sin and 3,000 people came to Christ and then the Holy Spirit said well I need to exercise another one of my ministries the ministry of being, of baptizing them into the body of Christ according to 1 Corinthians 12, 13 the Holy Spirit baptized them into the body of Christ. And then the Holy Spirit said, I need to exercise another one of my ministries. I need to give them the fear of the Lord. And the Bible tells us that the early church in, in Acts chapter 2 walked in the fear of the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. And then the Holy Spirit said, I need to exercise another one of my ministries on this new fledgling church. And so he poured out unity. The Bible says in Psalm 133 through that the oil which is a symbol of the Holy Spirit flowed from the top of Aaron's head down his beard and down to the skirts of his garment. And the Word says as there was unity, harmony brought upon by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in verse number 3 of 133 Psalm it says, There the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore powerful. And the church, the early church, Acts chapter 2 was launched in unity. They were launched in power. They were launched in anointing, if you please. And then there was another ministry that the Holy Spirit said, He said, I need to give them joy. As a matter of fact, it says, great joy great joy. And so the Holy Helper came along and He put joy into their heart. Romans 14, 17 says the the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so they walked in joy. And then number 10, the Holy Spirit made them to be soul winners. I want to tell you something. If you get close to the Holy Ghost, you'll be a soul winner. You're really full of the Spirit of God. You won't sit around. You will be a soul winner. I have seen it so many times where people got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They walked in that anointing and they became soul winners. They were not satisfied with just sitting on a pew somewhere. And so, here we go. All These facets of the Holy Spirit. In only, and I, I could go on and on. I obviously don't have time tonight, but I could go on and on um, about the ministry of the Holy Helper who comes alongside. um, In Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4, and and I want to encourage you, um, read the book of Acts um, with this in mind. Jot down uh, the ministries of the Holy Spirit. Um, We have at least 10 um, ministries of the Spirit in Acts chapter 2. It's like uh, holding up a diamond, a beautiful diamond, to a bright light. um, Turning that diamond, and all of these facets, uh, all of these beautiful colors, uh, all of these reflections go on out there. And I think God did this um, in Acts chapter 2 to show the disciples um, about the powerful ministry of the Holy Helper that would come along uh, and give them, if you please, everything they needed, um, all-purpose ministry, if you please, um, for every occasion. Um, I want to, in the time that I have left, um, zero in or focus in on, on two ministries of the Holy Spirit that I think are so powerful and so vital in our lives. The Holy Spirit helps us in our problems and in our praying. Romans 8:26 in the living Bible. the Holy Spirit helps us in our problems and in our praying. It goes on to say that in our weakness, when we don't know how to pray, what to pray, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, comes alongside, and He aids us in our praying. Why? Because our prayer life is so vital and so central in our lives. Our prayer life does the heavy lifting, if you please. Our prayer life is the center of our strength, if you please. And it's also, unfortunately, Unfortunately, the Achilles heel of the average. Christian, because we don't develop a prayer life and move in powerful prayer, we are subjecting ourselves to the attack of the enemy. And many times we're scattered and we're not united against the enemy. And Satan comes in to steal and kill and destroy. I want to underline and I've been around the block a few times and I've seen so much that points to unfortunately a lack of prayer. And because of that devastation in families and devastation in uh, individual lives. Uh, Jesus said to His disciples, could you not pray with me one hour? Uh, Well, evidently they couldn't. Uh, They'd rather sleep, uh, and therefore they became a victim uh, instead of being a victor. Uh, They were a victim of that circumstance because they didn't pray uh, and pull down the strongholds of the enemy. God's answer to prayerlessness, God's answer to the weakness, if you please, uh, in knowing how to pray and what to pray uh, is the Holy Ghost uh, that comes into our lives uh, and gives us the heavenly language, the prayer language. Uh, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians fourteen fifteen said, I will pray in the Spirit, uh, and I will pray with the understanding. In that same chapter, he said, speaking in tongues is speaking to God, um, speaking in, uh, and praying in the Spirit. Uh, he said, my Spirit, praise. He said, and as a caption, as a final word, a personal word, he said, I speak in tongues more than you all, which proves that it was Texan or at least Southerner, okay? I speak in tongues more than you all. And so, he put a premium on praying in the Holy Spirit. It also has the personal benefit. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says it edifies the believer. Jude 20 is a powerful scripture. There's only one. One chapter in Jude, verse number 20 says, and I'm reading from the Amplified, but you beloved build yourselves up Founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Rise like an edifice. Higher and higher. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. And expect patiently. Wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, which will bring you into eternal life. Building yourself up. Praying in the Holy Ghost. When we pray in the Spirit, we pray and that builds us up. I I could pray for hours. I've prayed for hours because as I'm praying, I'm getting stronger. As I'm praying, I'm moving mountains. I'm not being depleted. The Holy Ghost is upon me, and I'm praying, and I'm doing spiritual warfare. Thirdly, the Holy Spirit praying or praying in the Spirit is part of our whole armor. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul said that we need to put on the whole armor of God. We need to stand in the evil day against the enemy. And then he begins to enumerate the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, and right on down through the armor of God. And then in verse number 18, he captions it, and he says, "'Praying in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion.'" Praying in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion." Praying in the spirit is such a powerful thing. I want to give a little testimony. About a year ago, our precious little granddaughter, she was five years old then. She began to have bruises on her on her little body, and one morning it it, it just compounded. We woke up and and we were very concerned because probably a third of her body all of a sudden had all these bruises on them. We we took her into emergency memorial. And they drew blood, and they looked at at, at her and examined her. And the blood test came back, and all and my uh, the doctor had my wife feel uh, her lymph nodes and under our arms and in the groin area. And the and the blood test came back, and he said it, it has every indicator of leukemia. Well, we were we were tremendously concerned, of course, this little girl, five years of age, our little sweetheart Julia. And and so, they immediately called for an ambulance to rush her down to the children's hospital in Houston. And in that context, while we were waiting for that, my wife, my daughter called her husband, who was in Qatar by Saudi Arabia, and she got him on, on FaceTime. And so, we began to pray. We began to pray. I want to tell you something. We prayed powerful prayer in the spirit and in the understanding as Paul. And this man, he prayed so powerful. He said, Satan, I command you to get your hands off of my daughter. He went down a whole litany of spiritual battle. And we prayed in the spirit. We prayed in the understanding. We, he took charge over this as the man of the house that he is and the man of God that he is. And so they took her down uh, to, uh, to the children's hospital in Houston. And they, and, and they examined her. And, and they, they let her go uh, the, the next day. Um, with some dire uh, 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 reports, uh, but you know what? Uh, uh, little by little, she began to get better um, and she left just yeah, uh, last Friday they left uh, and on last Thursday um, she had her last uh, her, her last examination um, and the platelets that were down to as low as nine thousand um, are up now to hundred and twenty thousand. one hundred and fifty thousand is normal. It's powerful. Prayer, if you please. Uh, secondly, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Helper, will guide us. And a reason I'm speaking on this is I see so many people, so many wonderful Christians, um, that go down dead end streets and um, hurtful areas of their life, and they need the Holy Helper. They need the guide. The Bible says, John sixteen thirteen, He will guide us into all truth and show us things to come. Uh, the Holy Spirit will guide us. We don't have to make mistakes. We don't have to, uh, to uh, blow it here and there. We don't have to pay big prices for the mistakes and the bad decisions. Why? Because we have the Holy Helper who will come and um, and He will show us the way to go. I could, I, I, I could give you many examples, powerful examples of, of the leading of the Holy Spirit when God spoke to us in our spirit and said, this is the way, walk ye in it. I don't have time to do that tonight. I want you to stand with me, would you please? And in that context, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, read the book of Acts. And note every time the ministry of the Holy Ghost, and then according to Luke chapter eleven, let the Holy Spirit ask for the Holy Spirit, ask for the Holy Spirit, ask for the Holy Spirit. And he will baptize you, and you will receive that powerful ministry of the Holy Helper in your life. And I want the musicians to come at this time. Um, And just bow your heads with with me, would you please? Um, Let the Holy Spirit speak to you now. The Holy Spirit is here. He wants to help you. He wants to be your guide. He wants to be that that provides for you spirit, soul, body that brings every power of Calvary into your life no matter what your need is today the Holy Spirit can minister the answer to you Father I pray in Jesus name as we bow before you I ask you Lord speak to every heart draw your precious people to you, your precious church, and as you did in the early church, minister to them all of the power of Calvary. Father, I pray that we would go further than we've ever gone before experience more of You than we've ever experienced before. Be used of You more than we've ever been used before. Have greater joy than we've ever had before as we move under the inspiration and the ministry of the Holy Helper. Father, I pray these things in Jesus' name and for Your glory as we lift You up in the name of the Lord. God bless you as we move on in Jesus. Thank you, Father.